Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk, home of Lou Gowen. Support Wrestle Talk, whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, quote the Raven. Nevermore. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. But you really should support Wrestle Talk, and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ollie told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Make sure you watch and listen to Wrestle Talk. Or better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble podcast, a very special episode as it's the first episode of NXT in the new era of USA slash WWE Network land. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by El Fakador Laurie Blake. Hey mate, it's a very short era lasting about two weeks. Yes, before, then, we'll, before. then we move into another new yeah, era. The newer era. The newer era. This yeah. is a transitionary era. This is like uh, when Homo erectus was around yes. before we became... Homo sapiens. We actually have got a uh, a ramble email uh, or a mailbag email about way. Homo erectus. <laughs> yes, well, yeah, quite. It's actually weird. very it's very weird that you brought that up. <laughs> um, no, in regards to the NXT review going forward, uh-huh. because as uh, Dan, um, WrestleTalk superfan Dan, pointed out, that the international audience won't get the full two hour version until Thursday. Is mm-hmm. this right? We're all still unsure. I think at the moment that is the case. I thought it was just the US got it the following day, whereas international audiences still got it on the Wednesday. Maybe. I don't Who knows? But, I mean, we're all shrugging our shoulders here because we don't know. But that, I, and it, I mean, I'm not saying... I'm not saying I watched it illegally <laughs> this morning. But, but, uh, but yeah, I am yeah, saying yeah. I didn't watch it legally this morning. <laughs> not saying that I didn't watch it illegally. But I did see it, and I took notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they made the point that, well, Dan made the point that, maybe we should do the NXT review on a Friday. Yeah. Because then it's the two day, it's the day after the Thursday gives us airing. a nice chance to get ahead. Exactly. And AEW will be airing on the Wednesday, and that will, so we could do that on the Thursday. Mm. And at present, the plan is to do NXT reviews on the Thursday and AEW reviews on the Thursday as well. It would just be the AEW review, I think, goes at 1, and then the NXT review goes at 3. Pete is nodding. I think that's the yep. plan currently. You can just choose to not watch it. Watch it when you've seen NXT. Exactly. Ideally. That's it. Yeah. Don't get it spoiled for yourselves. Just, you know, stay off the social, yeah. the social banks, yeah. and just, yeah, just, you know, have a social-free life for a bit. But to be fair, if it is uh, going out later in the rest of the world, as well as in the US, then we probably should consider just doing it on Friday. But it's, our audience is American. Yeah, it's like, and it's not even just like a small percentage. It's like it's a very big, a very big percentage are in the Americas. Do you know what? We'll re-upload it. <laughs> <laughs> 
we'll just do another live stream. Yeah, why not? But with all the same jokes and all yeah, the same, yeah, all the same stuff, exactly. No, I'm going to have a completely different set of opinions the oh, following I like, day. I yeah. like it. Yeah, I've slept nice. on it, and now, now I didn't like it. I've got this to I think hate about NXT. it. Yeah. It's rubbish. Because that is something else to get uh, used to, folks. Moving forward, the NXT podcast will be Laurie and Pete Quinnell. Ooh. Pete, uh, who is in the room with us. Hi, Chopper. Hello. Hi. Yeah, so you're going to be essentially taking over the NXT review from me. Indeed, yeah. You and you and Ollie are going to be on AEW duty, so Indeed, yeah. I'm filling in for, for NXT. For the Should Mark Show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be great. Are you excited for it? Very excited. I'm looking forward to being able to talk about NXT more now, especially with how great this week's episode was. Yeah. I'm well excited for NXT moving forward, so yay. But, you know, let's talk about more important things. Let's talk about that Rambo skit. Yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> that Rambo's. So um, head on over to Screen Stalker. The video should be up by the time this podcast goes out, if Hopefully. not be in the next couple of hours after this podcast goes out. Uh, but head on over to our video game and movie review channel, Screen Stalker, where we're going to be talking about uh, the potential Silver Surfer movie that is rumored to be in active development. I'm going to really put emphasis on the word rumor mm. there because it sounds like made up BS to me. <laughs> it smells like a stab in the dark. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Someone's just gone and they're actively developing throwing a dart Silver Surfer mm, the least charismatic character oh well unless you're a child of the 70s in which case he's the best no, he's not the best <laughs> he's, he's rubbish but it was a, it's our partner video we've done for Cineworld yes and we're promoting Rambo uh, Last, Last Blood. Blood which is out tomorrow but mm -hmm. they haven't done any press screenings for it which is never the best sign that, what do you mean I mean, although it's a typical... Look, it's, it's typical Rambo. You'll never see him coming. <laughs> it's a typical Lionsgate movie yeah. is what it is. Lionsgate are, are well known for not doing press screens for films that they think are garbage. Mm. Um, what a dead giveaway, though. Well, yeah, exactly. I just think just screen it. It's, it's going to be fun. I mean, I learned, that, I learned that the hard way when I bought Spider-Man 3 for the Wii. <laughs> off no reviews out the day oh, that, that it came was out. There was no, and that was a bad, bad game. Bad game, mate. Yeah. That was a bad day at the office. That burnt me. Oh. And now I've never bought a game if I haven't seen a review since. Yeah. But, you know, what are reviews talking about? I know what they're talking about. Anyway. Yeah. So, but go to Screen Stalker. Go to Screen Stalker <laughs> and get your tickets for Cineworld to go see the movie. I'm sure it's actually very good. I'm really looking forward to it. It looks fun. Yeah. It's just Lionsgate have put a dampener on it by not doing a press screening oh, for yeah. it. Yeah, I'm sure most people most people know what a modern Rambo film is. Yeah, totally. I wasn't the biggest if fan of Rambo up, 4. No, but if you're signing up for it, you you are someone who probably was a fan of Rambo 4. Exactly. Um, but we thought we'd film a skit for it to promote the movie mm -hmm. where we did a visual metaphor for the amount of kills within the franchise, um, progressing more and more with the, the bloodshed. Because it goes from Uno kill yep. all the way up to... 254? Yeah. So Basically that, the population of a small town. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so we represented that. He kills that. a village. <laughs> we represented that with water pistols mm -hmm. and uh, red food coloring mm -hmm. um, and a white suit, white border suit, which I wore. And if you might have seen the pictures up on the social banks yesterday, the social media channels on Twitter. Um, I got drenched because it turns out that boiler suit was not waterproof no oh that reminds me I've got your um, jogging bottoms Lovely. in my uh, bag to give back to you today excellent I had to borrow Laurie's clothes that's how to get home that's how wet yeah. I Luke got Luke uh, he pinked his shorts by the end of I it I did I completely blew my shorts um, uh, yeah I was I was Riley Reed levels of wet by the time that I it was all over so I had to wear Ollie told me on Tuesday's podcast that I'm really bringing the tone down of this show. Why? Because you talk about Riley Reid. 
That's bringing the tone up. <laughs> up, 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 up. But um, yeah, so I uh, I had to go home in Laurie's clothes, and I was just like, I just pink dye all over me on mm. the way home. People gave me a bit of a wide berth on the old tube yesterday. It's because you looked like you had a wide berth, Mark. Yeah, well, and I, I got into the shower and I got home. My wife had lovingly put the hot water on for me. I got in there, I scrubbed myself down, and I was actually quite surprised at how well it came off. I was... A bit concerned. Yeah, I hadn't really done a lot of research into whether it, <laughs> how permanent the dye was, but yeah, yeah it's. I thought it was okay. Because um, we haven't got. I, light s- to- I basically googled, "Does it burn?" <laughs> <laughs> it was a, the answer was a no. Uh, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I mean, it didn't burn. So Just they buy buying. random stuff off Amazon. Yeah. See what happens. I mean, I um, I, I, I would never light in our bathroom. So I was using my phone torch to, like, illuminate said bathroom. So I'm there just scrubbing away, and I suddenly thought, I don't know if this is coming off at all. Like, I don't know if I'm doing any good or if I'm actually making it worse or whatever. <laughs> it's until I got out of the bath, the bathroom, and I looked in the mirror, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, actually, since I got the majority off. It's just in my, my fat rolls that they're just a little <laughs> bit little bit stuck a, within. A little, little pink uh, tinge there. A little bit of a pink tinge in the yeah, old yeah. fat rolls, yeah. That could just be there from friction oh it could be there from months ago like i don't know could be a bit of sunburn leftover (laughs) sunburn from that (laughs) that scorching summer that we had um let's talk about actually i was going to ask you about your climbing that you did over the weekend oh yeah scary scary dairy scary scary uh there's a point at which um i really like it like climbing outside it's like a lovely day out basically Mm. like it's like it's like a picnic with fun activity thrown in uh the fear though of bumping your head bumping your knee bumping your foot falling off breaking your ankles escalates the more you do mm-hmm. and then you get like a you get the rush of adrenaline that means like you know i'm gonna power through i'm gonna get up this climb that's fine you get halfway up and you're like well i can't go back down so i have mm. to go over the top anyway yeah. however we did like six hours worth and there was a point when my adrenaline just tanked and my arms were tired and i was like I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm done. And my friends are all like doing these climbs. And I said, like, I, I really don't want to go up anymore. I'm like, I'm quite scared of heights as well. And some of the ones we were doing were like five meter climbs. Um, That's a lot of meters. Yeah. So four meters is like the max wall that you can have in the UK, like in, in bouldering terms. So like climbing walls are built to like four meters tall. And that's like the, the top mm. level. And that's quite scary when you fall because that's like more than two people up basically yeah. like so even though your legs are only ever really about six foot off the ground it's a mankind I, bump yeah it's like it's still a big fall mm. uh especially if you don't have mats or anything so but we had mats fortunately but this was yeah when you're outside and you're just like mm, there's like trees and bracken and stuff underneath yep. all the mats last time we went it was uh <laughs> where the mats were it was like a slim bit of walk, like that ground where the mat was and then just a really steep hill oh dear so it was like if you fall Potentially, someone's going to try and catch you. You might then, with them and the mat, just go on a long surf down the hill for a bit <laughs> and see see where you end up. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. Super uh, fun, though. I um, instead went to go watch the Progress show oh, yeah. at Ali Pali. Um, still Chasing, that was the name of the chapter title, with uh, Walter versus David Starr for the Progress Championship. Um, we've I've had actually an email in uh, from Oliver Flood, who said that he hadn't heard my thoughts on the show. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go into those in the second half. I did talk about it in the, um, what was the last pay-per-view? Clash of Champions. And the sort of the preamble for that, like the pre-show, the, the live stream, I talked about it at length there. But I can't really go into spoilers because it's not out yet. Mm. So there are, qu- I mean, it is an 
it's a lot of surprises that I don't want to spoil for people. But it was very fun, but I'll talk about my experiences of that show in as vague a terms as possible as I can in the outro portion of this, because holy heckins, we've got an NXT show to get to, and could you tell this was the first episode on a new network, because they pulled out all the bloody stops for this. Oh yeah. Here is the show. It's a new era, yes it is, of NXT because the show debuted on the USA Network and it's a brand new home, sort of, for the first hour and then it's on the NXT, no, it's on the WWE Network for the second hour. Um, it is available in the UK, the second hour. We can now confirm this. This was unclear last week, but we now know it is there. Um, and it's going to be that way for the next three weeks, I believe. Is it two weeks? Or is it next two weeks after that? So it's two weeks left. Yeah. Yeah, of it being on USA and on the network. I guess so. And then it goes all USA. Does it go network. all USA when AEW goes live? I think it's the week after, because AEW goes live in like two weeks. Bad for them. Yeah. Same, same week. Oh, it's non- the same week, is it? Oh, yeah, oh Pete's okay. Pete telling us it's the same week. Because it would be completely unideal to <laughs> yeah. be like, okay, so watch half and then go to the WWE Network. But you might as well switch over and watch AEW at that point. Well, yes. But that's the one that's going to be headlined, well, I assume headlined by Candice versus Shayna Baszler. Mm. Um, but anyway, we'll get into that very, very shortly. But first, this was a packed, packed show. This was a show that was designed that if you are a brand new viewer to NXT, you get to know who some of these people are. Lots of promos in there, promo videos and stuff. Basically, all of the advertising that should have been done on Raw and SmackDown was done on this show. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, there was two massive angles on this show. Unfortunately, both of those happened on the USA Network. Sorry, no, both of them happened on the WWE Network. Yeah, weird booking of this show. Yeah, really. I was like, they saved all the cool stuff for... WWE Network, and then, yeah, they had two really big marquee matches that were quite important to the story going forward on USA. But that actually kind of paled in comparison to what happened on All the of the big talking points came in the second hour. Mm. Someone emailed us today saying, like, oh, I can't wait to hear the what's next for the Undisputed Era title for today's show. And I'm like, mate, on the list of things that happened on NXT, that's like 10th yeah. of, like, things to discuss on this show. Because there is an even bigger thing to talk about, and that is the NXT debut of Imperium. Now, if you don't watch NXT UK, which I would wager is probably 99.9% of you <laughs> watching, um, Imperium is WWE's version of Ring Camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been in NXT UK for a little while now. It's led by the United Kingdom champion, Walter, and they've got the European Union, that we've seen on NXT quite a lot, of Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel, and Alexander Wolfe, who used to be part of Sanity and is now part of Imperium. Yeah. And they're this sort of like, basically, it's Ring Camp. 2.0, the mass is sacred, we're the ring generals, you know, led by the ring general, this, that, and the other. They stand there with their arms posed. They look like a wicked, awesome group. They've got brilliant music, excellent presence about them. I think they're ace. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad they're now on a show that people watch. Oh, yeah. I can't believe they make, they got Walter on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> yeah. a bit I can't believe. Like, well, you know, maybe it's just for a little while. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. He's, that's the problem. Is like he could. It would have been easier to get him on old NXT when it was like you fly out for one set of tapings, yeah, and then you're done for a few weeks. Now he's got to go every week because that was the report with Walter when he signed. Mm. Um, and this is not just like this is stuff that we have heard sort of independently of you know it being reported in the dirt sheets, quote unquote. Is that Walter wanted to go with NXT UK because he didn't want to be traveling to the US. Yeah, he wanted to be 
in the UK um, scene because then he can still do progress and he can still do all of the other stuff. But crucially, he can do WXW and still live in Austria mm. um, and, and this, that, and the other. So him going to the US seemed like it was only going to be for takeovers. Yeah. But they are now involved in NXT. Yeah. He's got to be there on a weekly basis. Maybe they changed that set out the back of Full Sail into like a little Austria rather than uh, <laughs> so they've tricked him. So it's not, it doesn't, he thinks he's in Austria. Yeah, so it doesn't look like Milan anymore. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I This debut blew my tiny mind oh, when yeah. I saw it. Like Because it, it starts with uh, Denzel Dijonet. Dijonet, yes. Coming out, the Dijon Mustard comes out uh looking like a fresh prince knockoff uh, he even his intro is hey ho hey ho so he is as 90s as you can yeah guess. exactly and it, and and kind of perfect really for the pick of like well the mat's sacred and you're being a bellend so <laughs> the fresh we're, we're gonna, bell yeah the, fe- the fresh prince of bellend we're gonna yeah we're gonna take you out but he was booked to face kushida so when I saw the other when I saw the other guys surround the ring, I was like, "Oh my god, can't believe Imperium here!" And then my brain went, "But Walter doesn't want to go there." And so I was just like, "Maybe he's not there. Maybe they just got all the other guys involved." And the crowd clearly thought this as well because yeah. it was Bartel and Eichner and Wolf that ran the ring and sort of beat down this poor Dijonette fella, giving him the power bomb European up. Exactly, thing. but the crowd couldn't have cared because yeah, they were just, just going, going Walter. Walter. And we want Walter, and where is Walter? Yeah. And then they beat, finished the beatdown. They all stood there, stood up at the ramp, and Walter's music hits. Oh, my God. He's just the best. <laughs> he's so good. He has had two of the best matches in WWE this year. Mm. He had multiple Match of the Year contenders last year. He is just a, he's a once-in-a-lifetime wrestler. He is something super, super special, and... I'm stoked that he's going to be on NXT Weekly. It's yeah. great. I can't, I can't wait to see what they do with him beyond his first feud, which seemingly is against Kushida. Well, th- yeah. So, okay, this is the other side of this. Right. So I, I, the roller coaster that uh, this went through, because he introduced himself and introduced the group as Imperium and said that the matter is sacred. Anyone who doesn't honor this will answer to the Ring General. And yeah, they, they pose there and everything like that. And I'm instantly thinking, ah, Undisputed Era. Yeah. It's what we've been fantasy booking, you and I, mm-hmm. since uh, the last takeover. Maybe even the takeover before that, saying, like, what would you like to see for War Games? Oh, Undisputed Era versus Imperium. That sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. I've since gone off that train because I think they're going to do the women's War Games match. But that's, again, just me fantasy booking. So I'm there going, like, oh, Undisputed Era. I'm just going to wait for Shock the System to hit and the crowd go wild. Mm. But that's not what happened. No. Instead, it was Kushida. Kushida, who was scheduled to have that match with Denzel Dijonet, the Fresh Prince of Bel End. <laughs> and Kushida came out, and my mind went, <gasps> I want that match even more. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I'd have been super excited if it was the Undisputed Era, but I'm actually more excited because it's Kushida. I, and I like the way it was like they, they packaged Kushida coming out here and just being like, well, this was, this was my time. Yeah. You're stealing my time, so now I want some of your time. Yeah. And then it, that sets up the match nicely. The Imperium guys try to attack Kushida. He fights them all off. Walter drags him into the ring. Kushida somehow does a quick change magic act. He gets out of his own clothes <laughs> and he's away. Yeah. Kicks Walter and then runs off. Runs off, but proving his point. <laughs> yeah. This, I, I'm, oh man, beyond stoked mm. for a Kushida versus Walter match for the United Kingdom Championship. That is a money match for me right there. Yeah. 
And it's and also a match where like I can foresee I can see Kushida still looking great in defeat. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, I, from the way they've packaged Kushida so far, it w- there's not anyone else I really think that should beat him. Yeah, someone like Walter with a with a with a group. Adam Cole will probably be the only other one because mm-hmm. Adam Cole's got a group, and I think that that gives you that sort of um, ability to put somebody over in defeat. Yeah, absolutely. He, and he's so good. He's Amazing at that big man, little man yeah. match as well. well and, it's, and it's exactly the same thing. And it's that exact same thing that happens in already happened in this show by this point where with Roddy and Dream, which mm-hmm. we'll get to later. But like, you know, that exact thing. Dream lost nothing by l- anything that happened during that match. Absolutely not. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Trevor Dame on Twitter. If you're not following Trevor Dame, you really should be. He's got some excellent, excellent, good, funny insights into the world of wrestling. But um, he perfectly describes Walter versus Kushida as uh, he wrote, uh, now Walter vs. Kushida is the crazy kind of random 90s WCW quote, we're rich and we've bought everyone, unquote, considered dream match I can get behind. <laughs> so WCW did, they just hoovered up everyone and they were like, oh, now we've got all the best talent in the world. Um, dream matches. Yeah. And WWE have done this now. Someone actually released a, um, a chart today on Twitter that shows for the first time in probably WWE history, in fact, it must be WWE history, they have more non-talent contracted wrestlers than they do main main roster talent. Mm. Because they've got so many other brands and they've got so much developmental talent. They've now got more off-air talent, essentially, non-main roster talent than the main roster. Wow. And so they can do these sort of dream matches, which we wouldn't have seen previously because Kushida was with New Japan and Walter was with WXW and, and all that. that ilk. They might have had a match. If they have, I've not seen it. Mm. But I am so into the idea of this match. I mean, they may have done it in Pro, in uh, Rev Pro, because they, they might have done it in Rev Pro. Maybe. If they, would, if they would have done it, that's where I would have thought it would have happened because they've got that New Japan connection and mm. Walter did a lot of stuff with Rev Pro. Either way, stoked for that. Yeah. Very, very stoked what for that. What a way to debut uh, a group oh, as well. Yeah, like. absolutely. And it didn't end there because at the end of the show, after the Matt Riddle, Killian Dane Street Fight, or in the middle of the Matt Riddle, Killian Dane Street Fight, which will maybe we'll just, we'll, do you want to just cover that now? There's a street fight. There's a street fight that did lots of street fight stuff, then they brawled outside. Yeah. And that gets to the point we want to talk about. Um, because they brawl backstage and there's the Forgotten Sun stand there going like, yeah, go on, fight. Ooh, ooh, have a fight. Go outside and there's Danny Birch being like, oh, I might have a fight, have a fight. And then... Not <laughs> him, not him, him. not him. And the camera's sort of following and Dane throws Riddle into the production truck. And then they sort of pan around. And there's just Walter having a little chill out. Yeah. A little bottle of water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so very tired. It's <laughs> a flight for so long. And they were just chilling out. And then they were just like, Walter just stood up and was like, I'm not having this. Yeah. He just disturbed my resting time (laughs) and just starts choking out Riddle. And then this enormous brawl broke out. This was nuts. Like they like Walter starts attacking Riddle, Imperium jumped him, the Street Profits return, they make the save, Forgotten Sons get involved, Pete Dunn is there. I spotted Sean Maluta when they got back into the ring because they brawled then back into the ring match was officially thrown out right the security tried to separate dane and riddle and yeah then it's just like the entire locker room emptied just anyone who was there was like yeah let's man saw was there <laughs> so i was like this man saw it's like it was like in a video game where you upset too many of the enemies on the map <laughs> and they just keep pouring in on you and dane stood tall at the end and then a big dive onto everyone mm. showing off the air such a crazy wild brawl and i was like why in the hell was this not on the usa network i know <laughs> I think all the fun wrestling-y bits happened 
on WWE Network, but all the wrestling, like the big, this is just a wrestling match, wrestling happened yeah. on USA. It's really odd. Because the two matches they did have, I mean, they had three, but the two matches that actually mattered were really, really good. They that were good. women's four-way was excellent. Yeah. That, and, was the, that was the right opener. Yeah, absolutely it was. And I thought that the Dream Roddy match was a lot of fun as well. Mm-hmm. Crowd was so amped for it. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, the WWE Network, I keep saying USA, I keep getting the two mixed up. Then on the WWE Network version, the wrestling wasn't... That was fine? I don't know. Only Lorcan and Leo Rush. Well, that was very good. I will give you that That was my match of the night. Uh, I think I'd go with the four-way. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that. Mm. I wasn't massively into the Dunn, uh, Ruel or Ruaz match. No. And the Aaliyah-Zaylee match was quite bad. Yeah, it was... But the Wild Brawl and the debut of Imperium just completely overshadowed it. I didn't mind mm. that there was uh, some bad wrestling on there. Because I'm like, this is great. This is absolutely terrific stuff. But to the question at hand, do you think this could lead to NXT versus NXT UK war games? Oh, I bloody hope so. So you've got the Undisputed Era have got all the gold. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of like tied up in title matches. So could you then do Imperium versus four lads from NXT? So you're like a Kushida... Street profits. You definitely and, could. Yeah, yeah. And, and another guy, and just be like, no, no, this is our turf. This is our like we are NXT. You're mm. NXT UK. No one watches your show. I guess just order, yeah, or does Pete Dunne form a team with a bunch of people? Yeah, and Pete Dunne's got Pryor in War Games. He was yep. in last year's one. So yeah, so maybe and Pryor with Walter as well. And Pryor with like, Walter, yeah. so he could kind of lead the lead the charge on that one. I mean, what do you think? I, I mean, I would prefer Imperium versus Undisputed Era inside war games Mm -hmm. i would prefer a women's war games but this is a fine third choice (laughs) like this is (laughs) a perfectly fine third choice i you know i've never been like teams of randoms are my favorite thing i much prefer it's like if you build like build it properly Mm -hmm. six months or something rather than just like well we've got a few weeks until the pay-per-view so let's start whacking some people together and getting them all on the same page i much prefer if it's like a that's why undisputed era imperium feels like such a fun idea because Undisputed Era perfectly represent the opposite to what Imperium seem to believe when they're like the Matt Sacred if you disrespect it then yeah. we're coming after you and, and, and the era's actions on this show alone they show were, you that they don't respect the sport no honour amongst them yeah um, I, I yeah I mean of the three options it's my least favourite mm-hmm. of doing an NXT UK versus NXT match like you, I'm kind of more in the idea of Imperium versus Undisputed Era, but is that a match you could build so you can like really tease and elongate that out? Mm. Maybe you just bring Imperium in for this pay-per-view cycle, and then they go back to NXT UK, and you bring them back at another time to do the, the Undisputed Era match, and you kind of yeah. like continually like tease it. Oh my God, are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? And then they finally don't. You know, they finally do do it, rather. So of those options, that's the one I'm least interested in because I'd much rather the Imperium Undisputed Era match. But I think I'm more interested in the women's match instead. Yeah, I think there's a lot more room with that to to do stuff, especially with like Ripley coming in, and you could do a you could do a Horsewomen versus the rest of the roster kind exactly. of thing. Exactly, and Candice teaming with them because she wants to get her hands on. Sorry, um, EO teaming with them because she wants to get her hands on Candice, and like and, and so those four versus the other four. We've been sort of like fantasy booking ourselves for the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. That's the idea I'm really super into. Yeah, I can imagine Candice with Team Kick. Oh yeah, extra. 
would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Let's head on over to Chopper Pete Quinnell. Chopper Pete, what are people saying? So, we have got uh, some super chats about the whole Imperium Walter craziness that happened. First off, we've got Kevin, who said, Did you see the post-show segment with Regal's announcement? I love how the crowd was so confused with all those people brawling, they started chanting, Everyone! Everyone! I love the NXT crowd so much. Oh, man, this NXT group was so good. I loved the Regal post... Uh, I haven't seen post, it. So, post... Post show, uh, Regal comes out to break up the brawl, mm. and he will you just bloody stop it? He's like, would you stop it? And he, but he, he's angry, mm. but then he's angry in a way that he doesn't. He seems to express himself completely wrong because he's like telling them off, but he's like, "This street fight will happen again next week on USA, <laughs> and the winner will face Adam Cole for the NXT Championship." Oh. It's like, okay, so I'm telling you off, but I'm giving you lots of rewards. <laughs> it's like you're, you're really sending out mixed messages, Regal. I cannot believe you stole those sweets. You've yeah. been a very naughty boy. Have some sweets. Here's a car. <laughs> Here's a car. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know there was going to be a title match. Yeah, yeah so, that's, that's cool. So, yeah, I, I imagine that match will be booked for 
the first show on yeah against on, AEW. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. So that would be maybe the main event. Mm. But it's not a competition. Definitely not. Uh, Kevin comes in again to say, since even Vince watched it, he did. Vince watched NXT. Crazy. According to Triple um, H. According to Triple H. Uh, he said, he I guess... He loves me, really. <laughs> <laughs> He's proud of me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he says, since even Vince watched it, I guess this is not a show for marks anymore, so Ollie will finally watch it on a weekly basis. Yeah, even then he still hasn't watched it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, you know, Vince has often said that he watches, like, Vin- he watches the takeover shows. He's like, I'm listening, I'm hearing you on the old Twitter machine, but I don't believe that for a second. No, some, an aide has told him they said your name, Vince. Yeah, yeah, they, totally. they were shouting, Vince, are you watching? So you should probably tweet about it. Yeah. no, I, I, I am watching. I'm skeptical of that. Mm. Uh, you know who bloody loves Walter and Imperium? Dan. Mayor of Painesville, Dan, yeah. who comes in to say, Hello, the might of Walter cannot be stopped. Imperium is here. And then talks about some other things that I'll get to later when we cover in a different topic. Yeah. I miss Timothy Thatcher in the group, though. He's uh, good. Timothy Thatcher's so good. and him sure and Wal- Dan misses him. And I'm, him and Walter together are such an amazing team. Mm. And I like Marcel, and uh, Fabian Eichner, rather. I, I like him and all, but I miss, I miss Timothy Thatcher. Mm. Yeah. He's not Germanic enough, Eichner. That's the problem. <laughs> um, Quint- Thatcher is American. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Quinton Whitfield says, all in capitals, listen, Imperium versus Undisputed Era at War Games, take my money. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's it would be an incredible match. Yeah. For the fact that Walter's in there. It would be you know, five star match. Adam Cole versus Walter sounds like a lot of fun. In fact, actually all of them. The European Union versus mm. uh, O'Reilly and Fish sounds like a lot of fun. I think people have been sleeping on Alexander Wolf as well because he was just sort of like he was just the crazy one of sanity. He's so and then he was just like the, all of them were just completely wasted up on the main roster. Mm. They have, those four are so bloody good, and the Undisputed Era are so good. Man, it would be like just this. You could do, you could elongate that feud out for a year. Yeah, I think it would be a really fun war games to do. Yeah, even if they had all the belts, like, and there were there were like no men's title matches on yeah. takeover it, yeah and you just sort of like you could then have lee versus Dijak, and you could have uh riddle stain really finish up their feuds yeah yeah it's plenty of, plenty of options there's to so, go. so many good things to do in mm. nxt quinton whitfield again follows that up by saying imagine o'reilly selling a walter chop oh <laughs> yes please mate he it like it was a ladder that ripped up his back <laughs> um and then we've got mary painsville dan again uh, who accidentally sent the same super chat twice. So thanks, Dan, but just send it once. Um, saying, Walter has been living in Germany for a while now. Now he moved even closer to the airport to a little village that recently got shown in the NXT UK Target promo. He loves it at NXT UK. He will never fully go to US, though. Yeah, and that, that's what we heard as well, is that it's he just wants to live closer to home, basically, mm. rather than tour the US on a regular basis. Um, speaking of Thatcher, actually, Dan, um, Dan just got in touch to say that he is, he was at the Performance Center fairly recently. Yeah, I think he was doing some training there. Um, he had a tryout. So maybe to, maybe Thatcher could join the group as well. So shall we talk about the NXT show as a whole? Thank you very much, Chopper Whopper. Um, the show opened with um, what looked to me, you had the best description of this. Well, it was either like Triple H is in the Iron Man suit <laughs> or he's in the video for Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, 
Is this the NXT? Is this the real life? This is NXT. We are. Um, This is the show open with Triple H doing his, I call it goofy. I know a lot of people really like it. Mm. And I do like it. But I do think it's slightly goofy at the same time. Yeah, it was quite drama. It's him introducing, he's like, the future is now. And it's like, and it turns out it's actually a big live promo because he pulls back the curtain, the crowd go huge, and he's there just going, we are, and, you know, doing his usual screaming and stuff. And it's a total Triple H production. Oh, yeah. But I kind of like it. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was set your stall out nicely. I love, I like the promo package that went with it. I like the highlighting of all the different talent and stuff. I thought it was great. And we've got a new layout as well now. The mm. stage is completely different. It's like it's much flatter out now rather mm. than the sort of the big ramp that they used to have. Uh, but we kick things off with the fatal four-way for the number one contendership for the women's championship between Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, Mia Yim, and Candice LeRae with Nigel calling NXT the true alternative to sports entertainment. Um... This was great. I loved this match. Yeah. Loved it. They loved it so much. They, uh, they called Io Shirai one of the best professional wrestlers in the world <gasps> in the first five seconds of the program. <laughs> Mauro Ronaldo, you are fired, sir. <laughs> here is one of the reasons why I loved it as well. So I've seen a few people be very upset that there were ad breaks in the middle of matches. Mm-hmm. And I completely get that. But here's why I didn't mind it so much. Because when it came back, it wasn't like they came back to rest hold. They came back to action. Yeah. They came back and it was a Tower of Doom spot. Yeah. So it makes you think, oh man, I missed so much good stuff in the ad break. I should really go and see this live so I can see all of it rather than we're going to ad break. Let's slow all the action down. Let's just, because we're not performing for the, the home audience. So let's do a rest hold. Let's just go to the corner and do some stuff over here. This was, no, the match just felt like it hadn't slowed down at all. And because of that, the crowd was still amped. Mm-hmm. I think that it's such a, it's a much better way of doing it. Uh, yeah, and, and this, this match came across like it was just all action oh, yeah. all the time. It, yeah, was, totally. it, was a, it was the perfect spot fest to do. And it was, it was such a good idea to be like, we'll just do a four-way and then people can just hit all their big moves. Well, there was a bit at the end where it's like KOD, protect your neck, yeah. goes for the moonsault, oh. ends up being pushed to the outside. It was like there was so much crazy stuff. Yeah, we got like the code blue. Um, I loved the um, Io Shirai missile drop kick, the springboard missile <sighs> drop kick that she did. Holy heckins, it was so great. Candice just took it all like a champ. Oh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had uh, code blues, double spears, KODs being break up, protect your neck. It was really close as well. Um, Yim stopping a moonsault and pushing her into Belair. Candice hit a reverse Rana on Mia Yim, then hit the lion salt for the win. So much fun. I thought this was wicked. Oh. And, I, and the right person won as well, I think, is the important She's thing. new. She's, she hasn't yeah. had that Baszler feud before. Exactly. And I think that's, that's it's fresh for the people who are long-term NXT fans. And I also think with all the new viewers, you get a bit of that Johnny Gargano magic with Candice LeRae. Yeah, totally. You get a little bit of that, like, she is a perfect underdog and we can build her up to have that same caliber kind of rise through the ranks of NXT as Johnny did. Oh, it was so much fun. And you said it perfectly before. It was the perfect opener for this new era of NXT. That was an absolutely perfect opener to be like, this this is what you're going to get. Yeah, like, on, on a weekly basis, this is this is the action you're going to get. It's, it seems like it's like a it's a classic wrestling promos, promoter booking to be like, well, you know, you either get like a load of flippy kids in the ring and you get them to do Canadian destroyers flippy, on the apron. Yeah, you just get them to do Canadian destroyers on the apron as the opening, or you get like 
a bunch of talent for an important title, but enough of them so that they can just there's no one has like so while other people are resting, people can just continue the action. Yes, it's really it's just really smart booking. Really, really great. And then afterwards, Candice was up on the ramp. Baszler comes out with her title with the horsewoman behind her. She holds up the title and they sort of surround her. So Candice now realizes what she's up against because it's not just Shayna Baszler; it's also Shafir and Duke. And they announced later in the show that match is going to take place in two weeks' time, which is mm-hmm. the AEW debut show. But they don't see them as competition. Uh, we got a promo video for Adam Cole, and then uh, we saw that Dream and Strong were warming up backstage. Then we got a promo video for Dominic Dijakovic and Keith Lee. They're having a match next week. And then we got a promo video for Riddle versus Dane. This, again, is all of the stuff they should have been doing on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. These video packages should have been on Raw and SmackDown to tell the big, wide audience... You tune into NXT, this is what you're going to see. This is what you're going to see this week. This is what you're going to see next week. This is what you're going to see the week after. Rather than just being like, oh, it's coming on Wednesday. Watch it if you fancy it. Yeah, well, that was the thing, because they had that little Adam Cole package in this promo section that they did. And that was like, it was just a, this is who he is. He's the champion. Here's his name and a little logo and stuff. And Mm. I was like, this should have been on the main show. Just like, these are the stars of the future. Have them, like... Do that for a few weeks before this goes live. Yep. Then have some of them appear on Raw and SmackDown. Obviously, like, they can't lose. But, like, Street Profits, where's their promo package? Why are they just backstage being like, oh, it's the Street Profits from NXT. Where's the package saying who they are, why they're important? Because then you don't have to take up TV time on the actual NXT show explaining to people. I mean, it sounds to be you have to still explain to your new audience. But you could have also done some of the groundwork for that by showing this on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, absolutely. Then we got some more action. Sort of. It was Sean Maluta versus Cameron Grimes in his hat. Um, I mean, okay, so this match, like, it, Maluta ran to the double foot stomp and Grimes won. It was a match went less than a minute. Cameron Grimes has got new music. Mm. And it is way worse than his old music. Yeah, his old music was far superior. Far superior. I didn't get the point in having this on the USA. No. Uh, I did, like... I get that they had a very... They wanted a very long women's match and a very long men's match. So they had to fill this gap with something happening. I don't know why this was the thing. Do you know what it should have been? The Imperium debut. Yeah. Because that that ended up being a match. Yeah. Just put the Imperium debut there instead. Could have put the Imperium debut there. I think you could have put something more impressive there. Like, I'm not saying Cameron Grimes isn't great. He is great. you, You could have had... Like Dijak coming out. Dijak's got a match next week, so Dijak comes out and squashes somebody. Great point, yeah. And just does, he just does three moves. Mm-hmm. Because his finisher is like the coolest thing going. Yeah. So do have something where it's like, it's these crazy cool moves, and you go, well, this builds to something next week. You have to come back next week because you want to see more of this guy. Yeah. Whereas Cameron Grimes, it's all up in the air. We don't know what he's doing next week. No Completely idea. Agree. And also, I've seen his hat now. I don't, <laughs> I don't need to see it again. Then got a promo for Strong versus Dream, and then a promo for Damian Priest. A broken record, it should have been on Raw. Then we got, for the North American Championship, Roderick Strong versus the Velveteen Dream. More, more great wrestling action. Yeah, I So I struggled to get into this match initially. I thought it was very slow to start. And I, I think they made an interesting point where they were like, Roddy's got amazing conditioning. I don't think Dream has quite the same conditioning because towards the end of the match, he looked tired. Tired. Uh, and so it started slow and a bit sloppy. And then found its groove. Mm. And then Dream got tired and it started to get slightly sloppy again. And then it just had an amazing amazing finish. I loved the finish of this. And I think the booking of it uh, was very smart. I loved the... 
the fact that when Dream starts to get back on top, that and then Roddy starts to isolate the limbs and the back, and then he goes for the stronghold, and Dream gets out of that, and that's when the Undisputed Era come down. And then that was making me think, like, are they going to lose it for Roddy? Mm. Because they're supporting him and actually putting him off. Because he had it, he almost had it won on his own. Exactly, because Cole's there like shouting instructions yeah. and Roddy's looking at him going like, yeah, okay, yeah, boss, I'll go and do that. Yeah. And then he's like, got beat up for five minutes. Exactly, <laughs> and then they did the then they did the ref bump and then the end of heartache. And then that kick out. Great near fall. That was like... The crowd pops massively as well. Good. Velveteen Dream kicking out of that. That was the moment where you're like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if he loses now. Like, yeah. It does not matter. And uh, yeah, Dream kicked out. Crowd exploded. Hit the Dream Valley driver and went up top for the Purple Rainmaker. But Cole jumped up on the apron and super kicked him off the top rope. Roddy hit another end of heartache to get the win. And at long last, the Undisputed Era hold all the gold. Mm-hmm. The prophecy has come to fruition. I think that's a phrase. And they now hold everything. They hold the tag titles, the NXT Championship, and the North American title. We thought it would happen at a TakeOver show. They were saving it for the USA Network debut. And I don't understand why. Yeah. Uh, I st- I st- I've said it before, and I still don't get it. I don't think it makes, I don't think it makes the, uh, the show open to new viewers. It's like, this is an in-joke thing. Like, all of this stuff happened before you saw it. We're talking about this prophecy. You could have spent a few more weeks like we've not seen Cole O'Reilly and Fish in action yet and then we're like okay well now Strong's this champion and these guys are all the champions so they're all in control of the whole thing but they do nothing else for the episode yeah so we don't really get a sense of beyond the cheating to win the title there's no sense for new viewers of who these guys are what they actually want because they come in to a new viewer they've come in and gone oh we want all the titles and then you're already like three quarters through the quest with them yeah yeah and then they just win all the titles on the first episode so like to me as a long time nxt fan that last image that the usa viewers got of those guys standing on the stage doing their pose with all the belts i was like this is amazing as a new viewer i'd be like i don't understand i don't know who these other three (laughs) lads are are these other three lads like it's it's yeah maybe you'd have done the street profits match on this show and then built three weeks down the line or two weeks down the line, you do the Roddy match. Yeah, exactly. And have a Cole match in between to be like, this is Adam Cole, he's the champion, someone's yeah. challenging him. Like I think we need, you need to get a grip of like who the characters are mm-hmm. before you do this game-changing shake-up. Because now, also, these four guys are involved in every important part of the men's roster beyond the UK Championship, which seems to also now be... And the Cruiserweight Championship. Oh, and the Cruiserweights, yeah. But like the, the, get more members. The, yeah, the, yeah, but the main thing on... Yeah. The main thing. Um, we jump over to the WWE Network now for the second hour of the show with the Undisputed Era posing on the stage. They recapped Candice winning, um, and that is when it's going to take place up against AEW. They also recapped 10 seconds earlier <laughs> yes. on the other channel. Just in case you were only... <laughs> yeah. I mean, which, in fairness, if you are outside of the US you would need a recap of what happened in those last 10 seconds. Because if you just watched it cold, oh, all yeah. of a sudden you're just tuning in and there's Roddy celebrating with the belt. Oh my God, yeah. So that's terrible if you're outside the US. You're just like, what? This is not yeah. a show. Well, up next we had Pete Dunne versus Arturo Rua. Ruas? That's not Ruas, is it? It's Ruas, I think. Or Rua? Yeah, it's Ru- I don't know. I don't know. It just sounds Adrian like... Adrian Jowd. <laughs> It just sounds like you're doing a um, Al Pacino impression. Hoo-ha! Nigel and Morrow were putting over Dunn's title reign, saying that it was longer than Brock Lesnar's uh, title reign, and it was at the, it compared it to the heights of Hulkamania. 
which mm-hmm. was, you know, it's very big, really putting him over strong. This match went way longer than I thought it would do. Yeah. And I thought it was good. That was fine. It was all right. I mean, it like it made Dunn look good. Yeah. And Rua got enough action Rua. in there to look fine. Yeah. He does some cool, like he does some cool little pop up capoeira kicks. Yeah, like yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. He's some Eddie, of his kicks like, are very nice. Like he thinks he's Eddie Gordo. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it was it was fine. It was the second best Pete Dunn match I've seen this week. <laughs> <laughs> Those matches of progress was way better. Um, He's probably tired. He's probably tired, yeah. I'm afraid I don't really have much else to say about it. I thought it was okay. Um, then we got the announcement. Leo Rush is coming back. Yes. Oh, there he is. Hello. Man of the Moth. Um, and he'll be facing Oni Lorkin for the number one contendership to the Cruiserweight title. Mm. I like calling him the Man of the Moth because he's the man of the man of the hour. <laughs> Um, we've got a promo for Dakota Kai she's returning to action next week looking forward to the captain of Team Kick mm-hmm. returning to NXT TV he, then we got Exiley versus Aaliyah I think there was a bit of a production error here I think that Aaliyah was meant to come out first because they had the promo for Dakota Kai and then you had um, Beth Phoenix talking about bougie We're gonna see, and get, yeah. get, get ready some bougie and Nigel goes silence all your phones get ready for it it's happening now and then Isaiah comes out and he's like in a minute because first we've got Isaiah making an entrance uh, so I think it was a bit of a, a, a goof there snafu um I don't know man I like, liked the bit where um Nigel told Beth that she was the reason that Aaliyah got into sports entertainment and Beth just went Wow. <laughs> well, that humbles me a bit. Yep. Um, wow. Aaliyah looked proper rubbish in this match. Yeah. She got nothing. She got, yeah, she wasn't given a single thing. single thing. This was entirely to make Xia Lee look good. Yeah. And I think she did. Like, uh, the, the crazy kick thing that she did at the end. Yeah, I don't know what the We Will Rock You doodad was about, but... I think the rest of it was really cool. Like, mm. I thought her kicks are awesome. The finishing tornado kick is wicked. Uh, the thing I like about this match, beyond... It wasn't amazing, amazing. But I liked the fact that even though this is the two-hour... This is what NXT is. There were still the people in it who are still developing. Mm-hmm. Not, It's not just... They didn't just go... With Riddle, Lee, Dijak, and... Uh, yeah, they didn't just the, go... The, the established let's, just, let's just take all our established guys and put them all on this one show. They were like, no, no, no you need to understand that Arturo Ruas is going to come out mm-hmm. and Aaliyah will be here and Zaya Lee is going to have a match and yeah. Cameron Grimes is going to be there and... Sean Maluta. Sean Maluta gets an entrance. What? <laughs> hey, maybe we can get hey. Tesco's Finest back. Yeah, exactly. Tesco Finest is next week. Yeah. And on that, you completely write... The match wasn't very good. No, it no. was it, it it went a little bit too long for what it was. Yeah, it felt really bad for Aaliyah. Um, then we got the uh, Kushida and Imperium angle, which I think was my favorite thing on the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved it so so much. Then we got what was probably the best match of the night. Although I I will go to bat for the Fatal Four Way. It was only Lorkin versus Leo Rush for the number one contendership to the Cruiserweight Championship to Drew Gulak's Cruiserweight Championship. And Morrow, talking of Leo Rush, said that he's had more issues than a magazine. We got a magazine. Speaking of magazines, segue. The Russell Talk magazine's available in his shops now. If you're in the UK, otherwise go to restalk.bigcartel.com to pick up your copy today. Uh, crowds chanting, welcome back to Leo Rush. The first time he's been back in ages. He's now no longer managing 
Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Um, or be the hype man for him. This is no what, longer heel. Yeah, absolutely. It was totally babyface in this mm-hmm. match. And this is what Leo wanted. Leo, the reports were that he was very unhappy backstage because he didn't want to be a second to someone. He yeah. wanted to be wrestling. He thinks he's a very good wrestler. He thinks he should be headlining shows. And he's not wrong to think that because he's an excellent wrestler. Yeah. I love this. I, I thought this match was like the great, the reminder that was needed of how good Leo Rush is. Exactly. Like, obviously, only Lorcan is the safest pair of hands. Oh, in, yeah. Like, and he's great. He's so good. Yeah. And I think people were initially conflicted of like who to really go for. And then Rush just turned everyone to his side yeah. in this match. Um. Amazing. His selling is incredible. His move set and the way he moves specifically is so unique, I think, on the, the WWE roster at least. Like his quick turns mm-hmm. and slides and all, all that kind of stuff is so, so, so cool. I actually had a message from someone on Twitter today who was dumbfounded that WWE main roster had him as a manager when he's this good. Yeah. And I, and I think these Leo Rush being in NXT is going to open a lot of people's eyes to who only saw him as Bobby Lashley's mouthpiece to be like, oh, right, so he was a wrestler then. It's like, yeah, yeah and he was a great one too. Unfortunately, sometimes the ability to talk in WWE holds you back from being allowed to <laughs> if wrestle. You're, like, if you're dead good at yeah, it. Yeah, just don't talk. Um, he does a move in this match that I've never seen before. And it blew my mind. He does a... A springboard cutter, but he basically does half a wrecking ball drop kick. Yeah. Bounces off the bottom rope, backwards into the ring, and then hits a cutter. I don't know. Yeah, it was, a, yeah, it was like a stunner style move. Yeah, I don't know how he did it. It was insane. Yeah, it was really, really good. I mean, I loved this match from the get-go, really, because Lorcan just killed him early on. Yeah. Like, ding, 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 running uppercut straight into Leo Rush and the blockbuster. I thought it was absolutely wicked, but then Rush made a comeback with loads of dives. And then this was just nonstop throughout. I love, I mean, Rush was great, but I've got to put over Oni Lork in here. His chops are amazing. His single leg crab's amazing. But he is the first wrestler in the history of mankind who could make a scoop slam look intimidating. Because mm. he doesn't just pick you up and go, Ugh. He just picks you up and literally goes F off into the ground. Like, just slams you as hard as he can into the ground. And he's like, he makes a scoop slam look effective. Yeah, he... I love the bit where he fired up in this. Like, Leo, Leo, like, he goes... He, like, goes to slap Leo. And Leo ducks and then does, like, the hundred slaps thing. And Lorca just goes... Yeah, it really annoyed him. (laughs) He was like, oh, you (laughs) mother effer. Then he just did the, I'm going to grab you and slap you as many times as I can. He's so, so great. My favorite bit of this, though, is when he was gearing up to do the first slap before Rush ducked it. Yeah. And he's got the thing. He's got the big facial expression. He's got the hand up in the air. Someone shout from the crowd, slap that child. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. Um and then, but yeah, so Lorcan looked like he was going to hit the running blockbuster, but he ran into a Spanish fly, frog splashed by Rush, and he won, sold the knee after the match as well to tell that story going into his match with Drew Gulak that he's not going to be 100%. Mm-hmm. Great, great stuff. Liked this a lot. I loved it. I thought it was so good. Yeah, great. But that, it's also that sort of perfect NXT match. It was like only Lorcan is not considered the main eventer. Leo Rush obviously wasn't considered a main event. He wasn't even considered a wrestler yeah. on Raw. Two guys get given time and a showcase match, and they crush it. Yes, absolutely. We also had announced uh, here, I think it was earlier actually in the show, I do apologize for skipping over this, but they announced that we're getting the Dominic Dijakovic-Keith Lee match next week Mm -hmm. on NXT. I don't know if that's on the network or if it's on the USA network. 
I don't know where it's going to be placed. Oh, I think they had the... Did they have the USA graphic on it? I think they had the USA they? graphic on it. Okay, I, I can't quite remember. I didn't write it down in my no, notes, no, unfortunately. No, um, I hope it's on the USA portion. I really hope it is because my boy Keith, he's got to get some TV time. Wrestle Talk's boy. You would Keith want Lee. you would want it on the USA portion because that is going to be the sort of match that turns people's heads and be like, "Holy hell, this match is incredible!" I think they had the USA graphic on it. I'm okay, cool. Sure. I I mean, people can correct us in the in the notes, so you don't have to leave a super chat. But uh, Pete will keep an eye out for it in the chats. Um, and then we got the main event of Matt Riddle versus Killian Dane. Um, I'll, I should point out, Matt Riddle did hit, hit a deadlift German suplex, so he's the best wrestler this week. <laughs> um, and this was a lot of fun. Really, I mean, really I mean, enjoyed Lorca it. did one for Leo Rush, but again, it's like slapping a child. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then it just ended with the massive amount of chaos at the end. Overall, a massively fun two hours. I thought the network version, the network hour was better than USA one. So yeah, me too. I think if I would have been in the sort of creative production meeting suggesting moving a couple of things around yeah but you know credit with credit's tubes great two hours of wrestling yeah it was fun it was like i don't even the even the stuff that was like oh this is just for no real reason like xylee Leah, i was fine with i mm. didn't i didn't mind it uh, i thought it had a purpose and it served it pretty well and it's like i said earlier in the show as well when you've got something like an imperium debut with and like teasing a match with kashida and you've got the big crazy brawl at the yeah. end that fatal four-way and the north american title switch don't mind if you have a zaya leah leah match which is a bit pants no, don't there, mind it mate four, yeah there are like four top stories from this exactly like a yeah. new number one contender for the women's title brand new north american champion riddle and dane brawl breaks out yeah. and imperium it's like okay well we've got jesus we've yeah got, Big Too show, much. newsworthy show. You can tell this was the first episode of a new era. I can't wait to see what like this is all, and this is all just build up to the AEW one, yeah, like the one that goes against AEW. So like, I can't wait to see what they do that week. But I've got to wonder if they're just going to try and keep this up at all times I hope because so. because you don't want to just rest on your laurels. You don't want to just build everything for for the AEW debut show. You want to be going up against AEW's second show, its third show, its fourth show. So then we are going to get like these crazy TV shows each and every week. They just so. pull out the stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's the thing is that I, th I think if they treat everything like it's the build up to a takeover, mm. which normally is when NXT picks up and starts to get really good, then they'll nail it because yeah. they've proven that they can do good TV every single week. And if the, if, if the solution to filling two hours is just give every match that you did on NXT anyway 20 minutes yep. rather than 10... Don't mind it, mate. That's fine. Yeah. I don't think... Well, I mean, I'm not going to be doing NXT reviews uh, going forward. I've, I've got uh, one more week of NXT reviews before I jump over to the AEW WrestleMania. I know. It's me and Davis doing it. Dickhead Davis has taken me off the NXT shows. So Quinnell's filling in for me uh, moving forwards. Um, Rubbish. <laughs> no, Hi, he's Pete. not. <laughs> Pete's great. And that's going to be a really fun show. I'm still going to be watching NXT, but I'm going to be doing AEW on a weekly basis instead. Um, but yeah, I don't think that you are going to have those weeks like you and I have had for the last year mm. where you show up and you're like, God, there's nothing what to talk about. To talk about. Yeah, there's not a lot to talk about, really, is there? No. I think we, I think you're probably going to be like this every week. Where you're like, there's too much to talk yeah, about. My lord. No more what's next for Jordan Miles thumbnails in this territory. <laughs> <laughs> but let's hear what you've got to say up on the soup soup super chats with Chopper Pete Quinnell. 
did you want to uh, reveal your NXT ratings, Laurie, and what you'd rate the show? Uh, because, yeah, okay. you know, you do that for Raw and SmackDown. That's so very I, true, I actually, figured... yeah. I would have given this show a four out of five, so what was that? A four out of five is what I gave it as well. Uh, so top top billing is the e- an EST NXT. Mm-hmm. Number four out of five is uh, undisputedly good. Mm-hmm. Number three is fine-ist. Yep. Two out of five live. Nice. It's good. And then the first one. Number or one, one out the, wor- of five. the worst, the worst you could have. Cameron Grimes's hat. It's getting over. <laughs> but so I gave it, I would have given the show a four out of five. Yeah, yeah, four out of five is what I gave it. Anywho, super chats. Firstly, we've got uh, the rest about Imperium. Uh, Justin Edelheit said Imperium versus British Strong Style and Kushida for War Games. Oh, mate, now getting, that's fun. Getting British Strong Style in there. Ooh. Yes, mate. Oh, Nelly. <laughs> I saw um, at the weekend of the Progress show, British Strong Style, or Mustache Mountain versus uh, Riddle and Lee. And, I mean, on paper, you're already like, well, that's going to be an amazing match. And it really was. Mm. It was so much fun because these four lads don't have to do anything. Like, they, didn't, they just got in there. And I, I, I turned to Louis Dangor, uh, WrestleTalk.com writer, because we went to the show together. And I was like, these lads aren't going to break a sweat. No. Because they don't need to. Because this crowd was so massively into all four guys. They were like, we could, they just spent the first 10 minutes just letting people do taunts and chants. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. We've got uh, Tomo. Tomo. With a very generous super chat saying, uh, Walter versus insert name here equals a five-star match or above. Oh, yeah. Who would you put in the insert name? Absolutely love these streams. Keep up the consistent work, boys. To be honest, I, I, you hit the nail on the head. You literally could put anyone in there, and because Walter is so, so great. Um, yeah, could be anyone. Cole, Gargano. Mm. Walter Gargano, mate. Walter Champa. Wal- oh, Walter Champa. Walter Keith Lee. Yeah, oh. <laughs> Pete, stop it. <laughs> the desk can't go up any further. <laughs> uh, we got a few about uh, the Dream Strong match and Undisputed Era as a whole. Um, Valab Mamadipudi said, Four horsemen outdated, evolution overrated, long have we waited, Undisputed Era elevated. Mm, nice little bit of rhyming there, mate. Lovely sure you could say that. Who was overrated? Uh, evolution. No, that's probably right, actually. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's actually, that's that's actually very fair, yeah. <laughs> Um, All those 2004 marks are going to come out of the woodwork. <laughs> like, yeah. They were the best thing! Yeah. I love three lads and their granddad. Jobber <laughs> <laughs> uh, JJ, Ollie Davidson number one fan, said, uh, Meltzer compared Dream's offense to The Miz. Thoughts? Vince actually watched NXT, supposedly. Um, I don't think that's completely out of the realms because he's a proper WWE product. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else in NXT learned how to wrestle outside of NXT, whereas Dream has only ever really known... The WWE, the way, WWE of way of doing things. Yeah. So yeah, his, his fighting style is going to be like the Miz's. I think that's fair enough. Dina Seesai says, Adam Cole's reaction when Dream kicked out of the first end of heartache was gold. Oh, he's so good on the outside. Just great. Uh, the poor wayfaring gamer said, North American title match was sloppy. And then continuing a joke from yesterday, congrats, Chopper. Thanks, mate. Uh, but you said the same thing, didn't you? You thought it was a bit sloppy in places. Mm. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I very much enjoyed it, and I think it had a really, really great finish. Mm. But I just, yeah, I just thought I, you could just tell Dream was struggling towards the end. To and it's been a, a constant criticism that this channel has had of the Velveteen Dream is that he's, uh, he's not ready. He's not 
on the same level as a lot of these guys. Like, he is so, so good. Mm -hmm. And he's very, very adaptable. And he's had some amazing matches when he's in there with the right people. Yeah. I, I think, think he's naturally gifted. Naturally uh, gifted, uh, yeah. But I think that comes with a little bit of... Yeah. Sometimes it's a bit wild. Couple more well. years in NXT. Oh, yeah. Couple more years in NXT and he'll be one of the best in the world. Uh, we got a whole one about the Cruiserweight uh, Championship stuff. Uh, Mary Painsville Dan, continuing from his earlier Super Chat, said, Only versus Leo, by far the best match in this two-hour show. It is weird to see Rush in the title picture. It's derailing the current 205 Live title story. Good TV episode. Yeah, but no one watches 205 Live, so and it's out of continuity. It's in its own little separate bubble. Yeah, it's, it, Gulak will just come over for one match and then yeah. go back. It's funny, actually, because we me and Ollie were talking about the Mike and Maria Canella storyline, saying, like, they've, you know, they haven't talked about it for months on end. They just dropped it. Mm. And we had a message coming through. It was like, they did it all the time on 205 Live. And I was like, that doesn't count. No. <laughs> so no one watches that show. 205 Live. The baby would be the only person actually under the weight <laughs> limit. Uh, we got one about Pete Dunne. Jim Cornette, who I don't think is the real one somehow, <laughs> said, uh, do, you <laughs> <laughs> do you think they screwed up by putting the best match of the night, in brackets, Pete Dunne, uh, on the network instead of the USA network? Well, I mean, you could say the best match of the night was the Rush Lorcan match. I don't think it was the best match of the night. I thought it was interesting and it was fun and it was, you know, it was good. But I, I, no, I'd have easily put the Fatal 4-Way and the Lorcan, uh, yeah. I would match over that. I would have put the I'd put the strong dream match over that as well. Yeah, yeah, like, same here. I, yeah. I think the Pete Dunn match was a, a a Pete Dunn versus a nobody match. Yeah, and I saw one of those on Sunday, but it was way better mm. because the nobody he was facing is awesome. Uh, I'm just to say because the show hasn't aired yet. Uh, we got uh, several about NXT in general. Uh, Danny Trashman Devito said, first time seeing NXT, and I got to say it was goat." Yep. I think we're going to see a lot of that. Actually, I was going to ask you, P, have we seen like a bump in people tuning in for the stream? Because historically, this is our least watched show on the channel. Because um, not, not a lot of people watch NXT or particularly care about it. toiling in obscurity. <laughs> <laughs> it seems higher than normal, but don't quote me on that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, it, it feels like it's more, but I can't be certain. Interesting. Um, NXT was goat. It was also moth. <laughs> Just a load of different animals. Yeah. It's sadly not session moth. No. <laughs> that would have made it a five out of five show. <laughs> uh, it was Tom... moth balls of a leader. <laughs> uh, t- Tom, Tom Garan said, where do I find the first hour? Not seen it yet. On the USA Network. Yep. Or potentially WWE Network at some point. Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow I think. Tonight? Or tonight, yes. No, you're absolutely right. Tonight, Sorry, Pete. You're maybe? right. Tonight, I think it's on the WWE Network, the full two-hour version. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Aren't we lucky? Or, you know, the internet. Mm. Mm. Um, Say no more. Bullet Club, with two T's and two B's, says, uh, Raw seems like the stepchild now behind SmackDown and NXT. Uh, Raw's been better than SmackDown over the last few weeks. Last month or so, in fact. Actually, probably, probably since Heyman took over. So I don't think that's quite fair. But, um, uh, yeah, NXT's always been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nathan the Alpha Wolf Vella uh, comes in with two separate super chats with um, a continuing message. Says, I don't know why, but when historic things happen in WWE, like the first ever women's pay-per-view or Money in the Bank match, I tend to get a little emotional. Last night was one of those nights. I was just so happy for everyone involved. Kicking off with Triple H, Mauro, and women's match. Couldn't hold back the tears. Yeah. Um, do you know what? When, it, when it, the show started, I thought the Triple H thing was very goofy. 
But when Io Shirai came out, I was like, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. So, so excited for this to be a weekly two-hour television show that's live. Mm-hmm. Because now we're not going to have those weeks where it's like, and it's just a filler show. Yeah. That's not going to happen anymore. This is just some off-cuts from the taping exactly, that we yeah. couldn't really fill time for. None of that's happening anymore. And I'm stoked for that. Yeah. It's going to be great. And we're not going to come into the office and be like, oh, have you seen the spoilers? Yeah, yeah that's the other side of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jose Quindy said, NXT would have been A+, plus if they put Boog and Hargan on. <laughs> oh, hang we on. need more Boogs. He's not, yeah, well, he now is just Boog, Rick isn't he? Boogs. Now. Rick Boogs now. He's not Boog and Hargan because they changed the name to something way worse mm. for no reason whatsoever. Buy his crap t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of those t-shirt designs. Oh, Nelly. <laughs> oh, that, that is... Someone needs to have a word. They just wrote. They just put people's names. They just wrote people's names on a T-shirt. Is all it's they did. very embarrassing. Yeah. Someone tweeted me saying like they're not that bad. They're a throwback to old school T-shirts. Like, mate, have you seen? Do you remember the old school T-shirts in the nineties? Which is a massive face of the Undertaker. Mm. Like, it would fill the entire T-shirt. This is literally Kona Reeves. <laughs> may as well be spelt wrong. <laughs> Uh, Connor Shaw has a very good question saying how will people outside of the US watch NXT if it's not going to be on the WWE network well the two hour version will be up the following day as far as we know it's very difficult because all of the press releases that they did for it were all US centric Mm -hmm. so from what we can gather and what we sort of worked out last week right is that it's going to be airing live on the USA network on a Wednesday and then in the US, it goes up the following day on a Thursday in the full two-hour version. But outside of the US, we still get the two-hour version on the network on the Wednesday. I but, th- then, but then it's not on demand until 24 hours, hours after. later. Yes, you have to watch it live. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's <really laughs> nonsense. Yeah. Essentially, it's a, it's a partridge shrug. Yeah, because it's, it, it's like the, the network have, has got this thing where it's a deal with the USA network where you can't put Raw and SmackDown onto the show until 30 days later because otherwise mm-hmm. people don't need to watch on the USA network. They could just get the WWE network yep. and watch it. So they have to delay the airing of it the same way they do Raw and SmackDown. So, yeah, unfortunately, I, I don't really, we, we don't know. We got uh, one about Breezango. Uh, Anwesh Mishra really? says, Breeze should break up with Fandango. Breeze will be an amazing superstar as face or heel. Fandango is holding him back. And then adds on, Undisputed Era must add Leo Rush. I'm not sure I agree with that last point. Mm. But I do agree with the Fandango thing. I think that Breeze's, all of Breeze's momentum has been lost since they, brought, they reunited Breezango. Yeah, but they could have changed the name of Brizango, changed the gimmick. The gimmick, uh, yeah, stayed slightly heel. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. There was loads of stuff they could have done with it, but they just went, "Ah, Brizango's back." Nostalgia <laughs> for last year. For, <laughs> yeah, for one of the worst decisions in Tyler Breeze's career. Oh, bless him. Uh, we got a whole one about AEW. Uh, William Buner said. AEW isn't competition. Trust them. <laughs> <laughs> and then put, it's really not. We're, we're not bothered. We were just going to do it anyway. Yeah, just going to do it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, so we yeah, just yeah. we just put it on the USA Network with no plan whatsoever. Do you want a title match? Title match? Anyone? <laughs> yeah. Should we have a title match? Yeah. And then at the end of it, put hashtag Pete's number one fan, which I think Ooh. is the first time someone's put a number one fan in like a super chatty type way. Because someone has set, called themselves your number two fan, possibly, which made me think there was a number one fan out there. Maybe they just assumed that there was. <laughs> or they only like Pete's number twos. Or it's that, That's yeah. a good possibility. Anywho, we've got the miscellaneous super chats. <laughs> Continuing the 
joke from Ollie on yesterday's Wrestle Ramble. Rasheem Pendergast said, Wrestle sketch of Chopper's engagement, please. No, thank you. <laughs> that would be great. No, the real funny Wrestle sketch there is Ollie finding out two years after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> what a moron. I know, what an idiot. Um, Anton H sends in two super chats with the same message, so I'm assuming he accidentally sent it twice. Uh, which roster is better, NXT plus NXT UK plus 205 or AEW? Well, if you plus in those like three together, you've got a thousand wrestlers. Mm. So it's probably going to be better than AEW's roster. That seems slightly unfair, really. But, I mean, I'm going to go with NXT because they've got my boy Keith Lee on it. NXT's, yeah. Uh, if you've got 205 and NXT UK, that's such a deep, deep roster yeah. of amazing talent. It's an, an incredible level of talent. Mm. WWE have got the strongest roster of any company in the entire world. I mean, if they were, yeah, and if they were actually happy to mix all of them. It'd be unstoppable. You, you, yeah, you'd have, like, if they weren't so set on, Royal guys can't lose to NXT guys or even have a match because now yeah. we're in this weird cash 22 where the profits can't do anything. Yeah. 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 Um, and I would argue that they have the best roster of all time oh, yeah. in the world. Oh, no, yeah, you're completely right on that. Yeah. Uh, Limp says, uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And then in brackets, I only have $1. If you've got $1... Don't super chat, mate. Save your money. <laughs> but thank that you anyway. Smart, but thanks. Um, Anson Reinhardt says, These streams always help me get through school and I've got all my friends to start watching wrestling, so thanks hey. for being awesome and entertaining. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you so much. Stay in school. On a slightly more sour note, <laughs> Headmaster Jonathan Hedman says, Last super chat for a while. Lost my job yesterday. Oh, mate. NXT made the day better. Oh, mate. Sorry to hear Sorry, that. Man. That yeah. sucks. Um, on a more positive note, though, uh, I have never seen a naked ne Mexican is the name of the super chatter. That's not just something I'm saying. Uh, all you folks at WrestleTalk are so hardworking and talented. Your content brings a lot of joy and entertainment to so many people. Thank all you guys for being awesome. Oh, thank you very thank much. You. We're bang average. That we are. <laughs> have you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> Flev Dorin said, heard the news yesterday. Congrats, Pete, on the engagement. <laughs> yeah. In fairness, though, ago. in fairness, yeah, a lot of people would have only heard it for the first time yesterday. That's true. Yeah. Like, those people will have only heard that news yesterday. That's true. They don't work with you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I would have said fiancé at one point. I think you've always said lady partner. You've certainly said lady Possibly. partner on the podcast. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, really, Pete, this is your fault? When he you meant, he meant forever lady partner. <laughs> <laughs> Full-time lady partner. Full-time full lady yeah. partner, yeah. Uh, Matt Dennis... bound. <laughs> Matt Dennis says, if John Cena was going to make a one-off appearance in another company, where would you want him to go and against who? AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact? Um, New Japan against Okada. Ishii. Oh, oh, oh poor Cena. <laughs> I want Ishii to murder him. Yeah, or <laughs> put him in the ring with Suzuki. Yeah. Oh, dear, those forearms, mate. I would put him against Tanahashi. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you would like, it'd be like the ace versus the ace, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. that, that, that's certainly great. Um, Robert Burwell says, can I get a 29th birthday shout out? And Luke, I was the one who tweeted you about the AEW commercial playing on USA during the running of NXT. Oh, well, thank you very much for getting in touch. Yeah, there's an AEW advert during a... But it's AEW been buying time on the USA Network because there was one on SmackDown as well, I believe. Mm -hmm. It's the same, like... like 
WWF adverts for Raw would run on like TNT mm. during the Monday Night War and vice versa and things like that. It's just it's how the business of commercials work. Uh, but yes, you can have a 29th birthday shout out. Happy Christmas. Happy New Year. Megan Elizabeth 012 said, Hey guys, as a new fan, your content has helped me understand and appreciate wrestling. The boyfriend and I watch NXT together every week and talk about your reviews. Thanks for helping us bond. Oh, well, thank you so much for watching. My wife said to me last night, she goes, I noticed you're getting a lot more ladies getting in touch now. And I was like, yeah, it's nice really because we have got, so it's a, our channel is very male dominated. I think it's 96% male, I believe. Last time I heard it was 97, so. Yeah, oh, 97. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah, I think there's only like a 3% female uh, population within our subscriber base. So it is really nice to, to hear from female wrestling fans. That gigantic swing is because you hired me, obviously. <laughs> um, I mean, that just makes sense. <laughs> uh, Nathan, the Alpha Wolf Villa, comes in again and say, Happy National Hug Your Boss Day. Oh, I'm not hugging Ollie. Yeah. Again. <laughs> <laughs> For the second time. Yeah. Don't know about that. Um, Brad says, big, brave, boldy boys. Yeah, big, brave, boldy us. boys today. That's us. I do need to cut um, my hair, actually. Mm, me too. I am going to butcher this name. Uh, Canal Elm Probable. And that's why we call him Chopper. <laughs> yep. Uh, I turned 29 on Sunday. I got a raise. NXT debuted on TV. Time for my first super chat. Cheers to the brave boys from longtime fan sat from Italy. Oh, well, thank you very, thank very you. much. Congratulations on all of those things. Yes. Uh, we'll go to the super chats that I got uh, while I read out those other ones. First, we've got Zaheem Kazi, who said Cesaro to NXT and start a stable with Ono. Yeah. I mean, Ono's in UK now. Cesaro, no. <laughs> Cesaro. <laughs> Um, yeah, if they could bring back... Yeah, just put an H on the end of his neck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if they could bring back uh, the Kings, that'd be great. Mm. But um, when Cesaro went to NXT UK, he did say that that's the thing of the past now. It's likely not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Shame. Tana Starika says, Not going to lie, I want Fiend versus Walter, if only once. Please, my literal oh. two favorite wrestlers. Also, Undisputed Era versus Imperium equals Epic AF. Lovely time with the boys. Two heart emojis. That's tricky, that one, isn't it? The Fiend it versus Walter. I don't necessarily think they go together. Yeah, it's all, that, that is chalk and cheese. Well, not, I don't even think it's chalk and cheese. I think it's actually chalk and chalk to a degree. Because I think the, the point of Walter is he's big and he's scary. And I think the point of the fiend is he's big and he's scary, and I think one of the one person in the match with the fiend or with the other person in the match with the fiend or the other person in the match with Walter has to at some point be scared. Yeah, I um, I doesn't it like it, if they're both just scary, <laughs> like no one's gonna everyone's just, it's just gonna be a normal match. Yeah. You kind of lose the power of the fiend and you lose the power of Walter if everyone's going, well, I'm not scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'd really like to see Walter Braun, if only because I'd like to see Walter pull a Brock Lesnar on Braun for not bumping correctly. <laughs> Do you remember that in the Royal Rumble when Braun wouldn't bump for Lesnar? So he was like, well, enough of this then. He's going to punch you in the face. I'm just going to knee you as hard as I can. That was one of my favorite Royal Rumble moments ever. It was when he gave that German suplex to Luke Harper. And Luke Harper, the look on his face was like, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm having none of this. This is, this is awful. This is a toxic environment. <laughs> so funny. Uh, I think Fiend Walter could work. It, sort of. You'd have to do it right. But I think if neither of them were scared, it could work. And you'd be like, oh my god, these two are like so brave. Big, brave boys. I'd like uh, to see Walter Roman. That'd be cool. I think Walter Roman would be awesome. Yeah. You wouldn't get much out of them chops, though, would you? 
against them. You'd have to rip it, it off yeah. first. Yeah. I mean, that would be cool. Skin. That'd be a moment. Mm. Would. Uh, Matthew Shield said, Undisputed Era versus Imperium versus OC with Balor in War Games. A three-way War Game. Mm. Crikey. Yeah. Hello, mate. That'd be fun. Uh, James Krause said, Happy engagement to King and Queen Chopper Whopper. Uh, y'all keep me up with being out all month and truck breakdowns supposed to be home weekly. Oh, mate. Well, I'm glad that we can help out with our perfectly adequate content. Mm. Uh, Tana Starika says, I love AEW, but I think they woke up the beast. With all three shows, WWE is going to show why they had no competition for 20 years. Hashtag Fiend is goat. Hashtag love your time with the boys. Well, we'll certainly wait and see. There's every chance, though. I mean, like, it's NXT's going to be putting on great TV every week. AEW's likely going to be putting on great TV every week. Mm. I'm not asked about which one's winning the ratings for at that point. I'm just like, lovely stuff. The worry would be is that if, if NXT starts completely killing AEW in the ratings and they just go to sleep on it, like yeah. WCW did within its 83 weeks on top. Uh, Jobber JJ said, uh, T-shirt with names on reminds me of WCW guys in the WWF. Uh, <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm going shopping tomorrow. What magazine should I buy? Um, Retro Gamer. <laughs> Razzle. Suck. And the WrestleTalk magazine, <laughs> of course. Buy all, buy all three. And uh, then finally, thank you to Bullet Club and Tim Arndt for super chatting, but with no message. Thank you all so, so bloody much. And thank you for joining us on this. Oh, sorry. Sorry. We just Breaking news. One more super chat. Caleb Maldonado said, new Pokemon yesterday. What do you think, Laurie? And more money for Chopper's wedding. Uh, so fetched. I like it. It's yeah. a far-fetched evolution that uses uh, its leak as a lance and has a shield. That won me over with the fact it was a leak. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Pete? I'm, I'm upset that they didn't ask me what my opinion was, but uh, well, he's I'm incredible, asking. and I love him. It's the, fir- <laughs> it's the first Pokemon from the Sword and Shield games that I was like, oh, that's on my team. Oh, no. Hang on. Woo-loo-loo-loo. Nah, woo-loo-loo, I don't care about. Get Oh, you were both get, get out. Get out. Woo-loo-loo-loo. It should be on everyone's team. Because it's called Woolululu. I'm sure Woolululu will be on my team, but So Fetch is the only one that I'm like, that's one I want. I'm getting Dreadnought. I'm gonna get a Woolululu tattoo. He's a big chompy boy. He's great. Love Dreadnought. Anywho. Is that all the super chats? That's all the super chats. Great show. We can actually say that for knowing for a fact this time because we're recording this after we've done the stream mm-hmm. you can tell that we're recording this because I'm going to say um, yeah do you want any other thoughts on the, the Pokemon announcement yes- <coughs> yesterday uh, I'm, I'm interested with this game because I think they're not doing as blanket a PR blitz as they've done for previous Pokemon games where by the time the game comes out you know the plot you know what happens you know all the Pokemon that are going to be in it there's no surprises. Mm. Um, whereas this feels a little bit like they, they I'm hoping that they're holding stuff back and there's going to be an element of discovery when I play this game of like, oh, that's new. I didn't know that was here. What's this Pokemon? What's that do? What does this evolve into? Yeah. All that kind of stuff. I'm, I remain, remain hopeful. And uh, we will get to the progress thoughts uh, ever so slightly uh, in just a short while. But I've got to ask you, I mean, the real big story from Sunday was that Ash won the uh, Pokemon League. I know, right? My yeah. boy, come through. <laughs> uh, that I can't believe that happened in this series. Yeah? Yeah. Like, how rubbish is everyone in Alola that Ash won? <laughs> Ash, he brought two Pokemon. 
He used Pikachu and Lycanroc to win the Pokemon last season in X and Y when they changed. So they changed the they changed the animation style slightly in X and Y to make it a bit more like teenage, I guess. Mm. Um, and it was very cool, and uh, in, especially in Japan, it was actually quite a like cool anime program rather than like they they kidified it and changed some of the colors in the UK version and the American version. And he had a team of six super-powered, fully evolved Pokemon and Pikachu, obviously. Obviously. Got to the final and lost. And it was like, that was like the closest, you were like, that's the closest he's been. And then this time it's like, go on then, Pikachu. Murder all of them. <laughs> Pikachu wins it. He yeah. wins the league. Unbelievable. Oh, he's a detective now. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> Pikachu can do what he likes. Yeah. He's, all, yeah. he's also someone's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, the progress show, uh, good fun. Really, really enjoyed myself. I had a wonderful time there. Um, I think for a card that strong, I was expecting it to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you had like Jordan Graves versus Mako Satomura. You had that tag match. Pete Dunn's open challenge was absolutely terrific. The Aussie open, um, Grizzled Young Veterans match was really, really great. But for me, and I think a lot of people, so in the intermission, we were all outside we were having a chat and I was talking to a lot of people that were there and I was, I, well, I was having a couple of beers and we all said, oh God, there's a Royal Rumble coming up next. And we had heard, we'd been told actually that there was going to be two minute intervals between entrances. We were like, God, it's going to go for an hour. Oof, it's going to be quite long. They've only announced like 10 people or so. So I was like, well, there'll be a lot of surprises. That'd be really fun. But everyone was really down on the idea of the Rumble. They were just really excited for the David Starr-Walter match, main yeah. event. And then it turned out that the Royal Rumble was the best thing on the show. Mm. It was so much fun. There was one point, there was me and a guy behind us. We were crying with laughter. We were laughing so much and having so much fun. I haven't popped so hard for a surprise entrance in my entire life as I did for whoever uh, for the guy that came out at number 29. It was tremendous. Is it who I think it is? Um, we'll talk about it off mic, but um, it's... Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, it's so so great. I've seen the clip. It's, oh, it's incredible. It's amazing. Uh, so yeah, so it's, when it does come out, when it is available, I would recommend it. I'd recommend getting onto Progress on Demand just to watch that Rumble match. <laughs> <laughs> and the main event, the Walter David Star match, was really really great as well. Um, I've seen a few people think that it's probably too angle heavy, and I could get behind that to a degree. But I will say that it did make me want to go to the next progress show. So, mm. you know, job's d- job done. I, think my, I do love a progress show. My only criticism I had against it was they were really trying to hammer home the idea that Brit Wrestling's not dead. Yeah. And you had Pete Dunne doing a guy going like, Brit Wrestling's not dead. And I'm like, you're going to America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're literally leaving it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go away for a bit, but it's not dead. <laughs> I have to go now. My country <laughs> needs me. <laughs> <laughs> So and there was this real big sort of like trying to hammer home the point, and I think it's because they're so connected to NXT UK that they mm. really feel like they have to be the people to say like, Brit wrestling's not dead. Brit wrestling is fine. I'm like, yeah, you're sort of contributing to it yeah. a little bit. Um, but that was my only thing I had against this show is like you, you can keep telling me as much as you want that Brit wrestling's not dying, but all I'm seeing a, pro- a company shutting down. Yeah, who aren't so heavily connected to WWE? So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I, you know, I see a lot of wrestlers who are just like, oh, I'm not allowed to work uh, for certain companies now because of NXT UK. Like the I've the amount of wrestlers that have told me that mm. is unbelievable. Yeah, 
But anyway, this email comes in from Clayton as a Rust Talk Get Better who says, Hi Luke and the Rust Talk Gang. Rust Talk Gang even. I have a Get Better that's different from most people. For three years, I struggled with an addiction that I am proud to say I am five months sober of as of today. It wasn't drugs, alcohol, or pretty women. I was addicted to something much worse. Cultaholic. After a long night of using, I woke up one morning, turned on my phone uh, to see Cultaholic on YouTube, and started listening and jumped into the shower. Under the cold water, I realized that something had to be done. I was at rock bottom. I tried to quit cold turkey, but it never worked. I decided to watch one video a day for a week. Then I moved to three video days for two uh, a week for two weeks. Then I finally ended with one video a week for three weeks. I finally quit the cruel and unsatisfying drug that is Cultaholic with the help of the WrestleTalk podcast, YouTube videos, and ScreenStalker videos. It has changed my life for the better. Keep up the great work. Yours truly, Clayton from Muscle Beach, South Carolina. It's not near Washington, but it's nowhere near Jeff Hardy was arrested. But it's where Jeff Hardy was arrested recently. <laughs> Thank you very much, Clayton. I'm glad that you have been able to get over uh, such a terrible affliction. Yeah. I feel like we're just a, the same drug, but oh, differently yeah, yeah, packaged. Yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. when they give you meth to get you off painkillers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, this one comes in from Lee. It's a get better who says, um, I've been contemplating descending to get better for a while. I'm quite a shy person. I don't normally ask for advice, uh, but I'm not happy with how my weight is at the moment. I'm 25 and 195 pounds, brackets, 88.45 kg for Ollie. And six years ago, I was 150 pounds. I gained 45 pounds in that period from the stress of moving out of my parents and the multiple failed attempts at going to college. I've, staggered, uh, I've stagnated the weight gain. However, I can't seem to lose it. I can't seem to motivate myself to do anything about it. When I try I give up fairly soon after. I really want to achieve this as I've been dreaming of becoming a, a rest. I've been getting up. Oh, sorry. Try that again. I really want to achieve this as I'm beginning of dream. So, man. I really want to achieve this as I've been dreaming of beginning wrestling training at the Fight Factory Wrestling School in Dublin, where Finn Balor and Becky Lynch trade. But my problems with weight and body dysmorphia have stopped me from achieving this goal. Any advice from you, uh, fantastic guys, would be greatly appreciated. Yours sincerely, Lee Spicer from the Old Emerald Isle. Mm. Now, I'm going to actually have a bit of a different uh, approach to this. Do the wrestling training. Yeah. If that's what you want to do, if that's your dream. That would be something you can get involved with. And it's not like that or every wrestler is super lean and super in shape. There are wrestlers of all shapes and sizes. In fact, that's the beauty of wrestling, is that everyone is in different shapes and sizes. Doing that would be something that you're super into, you're super passionate about, and that, in turn, will get you better, and you will start to lose that weight. Yeah. I think that's the best idea. Yeah. Like, um, a lot of people say it's very good for you. Totally, yeah. Training. Don't just, don't put it off. Maybe not in the long run, but... <laughs> yeah, don't just, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, don't, don't just put it off because of, you know, your body's small feet, which I appreciate, it's a very serious thing. But I think going there, you will stand out from the crowd, A, which means you'll get a lot more attention uh, in the training aspect of things. I think it's a, I, I, that's what I'm, that's my suggestion to you, Lee. Get on to the wrestling training and then let us know how you get on with said training it's one of those things where you know it like if you if you learn to use it use your body in a different way you become more comfortable in it so it's it feels maybe less pressing to change it's not such a be all end all kind of deal mm -hmm. absolutely uh we're going to end this off with something we haven't done for a while it's an 80 percent fact this comes in from robin of Lockley, who says hi luke ollie laura chopper hyman blake ham you shiny piece of crap and well i guess that's all of you greetings from the high county of north kakalaki i'm a long time listener watcher follower and overall stalker and asked to be uh, for the right to be a patron for my birthday for in a few weeks set aside an 80 percent fact about the club sandwich the first one is that the club sandwich is actually an acronym Standing for chicken, lettuce, under bacon. 
Heard that before. You're nodding along. Uh, the second is less believable, but a much better story. The club sandwich is actually a stolen idea. One day, a specific golf club, let's call them the WrestleTalk Golf Club, created this sandwich and called it the WrestleTalk Club Sandwich. Then a local rival club, let's say the Cultaholic Golf Club, saw the sandwich and said, now that's a great sandwich, but they decided to normalize it and just called it the Club Sandwich, stealing the idea. Both seem very believable, don't they? That's why, to me, they're 80% facts, and I won't actually look them up. Funny side note is that the club sandwich seems to be made of turkey at most restaurants I visit. Keep up the consistent consistency. I'm looking forward to being a pledge hammer very shortly, not just a pod swafter. Thanks for making my late night drives to work. Fun with the boys. That is a very specific series of 80% facts. Oh, yeah. I know they're quite, like, specific anyway, but to only have them about club sandwiches. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it's great. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Uh, thank you all so much. Um, have we got time to do Blake's hand? No, I'm afraid we're out of time, unfortunately. I'm really, I actually, I even apologize. I'm glad I can do Blake Ham's emails because he sent a picture of his lovely new uh, baby. And now I felt bad for not reading out his emails. Oh. So I've, I've, got a, I've got guilt now. Oh. Damn you, Blake Ham! Stupid podcast <laughs> taught me emotions. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, is it me and you doing the weekend show? I believe so. Yeah, me and Laurie are going to be doing the weekend show uh, tomorrow, which means we'll get it on Saturday. Um, I think we might talk about the draft. Cool. I haven't decided. I love drafts. Love drafts. Great game. I, oh, I love going to drafts to play Dungeons and Dragons with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll like, just talk about that. <laughs> yeah, your draft prediction. Someone's going to play Jenga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some knob always plays Jenga, my lord. Oh, get rid of Jenga. Yep. Get rid of Kaplunk. Yep. Get, get rid, rid of, of Operation in your board games cafes, people, because they ruin it for everyone else. And I'd almost, and this might be a bit controversial, get rid of Resistance. Mm. It just makes people shouty. Yeah. It just makes people shouty. At least, like, Werewolf, you can't play in drafts because you can't hear anything. Yeah, I want completely silent games. That's it. <laughs> no talking. Settlers of Catan and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> Twister, but you point to the things. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 